In a world where technology has brought order and awakened chaos, three men have embraced their destiny to slay that technological beast or something like that. Join in the laughs because it's time for the Digital Soup Podcast with Jason, Adam, and usually Dave. <laughs> hey guys, and welcome to episode 12 of the Digital Soup Podcast. I am one of your three hosts, Adam, and with me I've got Dave. That's right. And Jason. What? What? <laughs> that was my line last week. Excellent. Excellent. Taking <laughs> hey, each other's lines. Yeah, That's but it. hey, before you start, uh, Adam, I just got to ask, what are we laughing at at the end of that uh, intro? We just uh, we're having a great time. I think that was uh, one of the uh, one of the bloopers from one of our first episodes where we had kind of a funny intro, and we. <laughs> I don't know. If you go back and play one of them, it'll line up with something. Yeah, yeah. I don't listen to our stuff. I can't. I can't stomach it. <laughs> can't stand the sound of your own voice. Oh, man. Gotcha. Gotcha. I know you're in love with yourself, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm the best. Starts yep. out on a friendly note tonight. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Apparently. Jeez. Wow. So what's been up this week, guys? Yeah. What have we been up to? Anything rising up out of the uh, tech world? Oh, like uh, what is it? Like a, the uh, eagle? Yeah, is yeah. Is that what they say? The phoenix? Or maybe the Ryzen 5 or Risen 5? Are they pronouncing it Risen? I think it's Ryzen. A Ryzen, yeah. That's Raisin. Right. Raisin. We, we decided five. on this show it's the Ryzen. Yeah, the mm. Ryzen 5. Yeah, that's uh, that's some big news there. Um, you know, AMD had released their uh, Ryzen Seven. You know, their high end chips. What was it a month or so ago? And uh, they finally announced uh, their uh, their middle of the road uh, chips, the Ryzen Five uh, or Ryzen Five, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they're actually going to have uh, four SKUs. Um, they're going to have the sixteen hundred X, which is uh, uh, six cores, twelve threads. But it's going to range in speeds from 3.6 to 4, depending on if you have a turbo on. Uh, the 1600, uh, the plain non-X version, same amount of cores and threads, but it only uh, maxes out at 3.6 gigahertz. And then you have the uh, 1500X, which uh, is you know four cores, eight threads, and it uh, maxes out at 3.7. And then you have the sweet spot chip. This is... The low-end uh, Ryzen 5, but um, it still has the four cores and eight threads, goes up to 3.4 gigahertz. It's only $169. Hmm. Great hmm. value there. So what would you compare that value chip to in the Intel world? In the Intel world, uh, I, it would be an i5, definitely. Okay. Let's see. I Unfortunately, I there's so many... SKU, but I suppose it, it's the the number five with the written, so the Ryzen five, the Ryzen seven, it's kind of correlating to the i five, i seven. Yep, they're okay, they're okay. they're kind of they're doing the same thing. They're getting the they're high, the middle, and the low end chips. Uh, now we haven't seen any Ryzen seven uh, threes yet, which there's gonna be. They just haven't released any of those yet, so those will probably be four core, um, probably not even <laughs> just you know four threads too. It won't be you know eight threads, whatever, but um they are saying i mean if uh, there was an article uh i was reading about this announcement it's on forbes of all places you know i go to forbes for all my tech news and uh you know they had they had a nice article uh talking all about it now the the 1600x which is their top of the line um ryzen 5 which is 249 they do say in like uh well they specifically show Synbench. Or Signbench, I don't know how you pronounce that. I don't, I don't do anything. But it tests multi-threaded applications. It shows how well the processor works uh, in a multi-threaded environment. It actually bested uh, Intel's Core i5 7600K. That's based on the Kaby Lake um, chip. It is 69% faster than that, <laughs> and uh, they're both $249. So you know that that is a great speed increase. In sure. multi-threaded, you know, productivity type uh, aspects. Now in gaming, so, uh, this, yeah, I just had a quick question for you. So for for listeners out there that aren't familiar with what it all means to have different cores and how many threads, can you explain a little bit what that would mean for an end user and why why it matters and what what um, what they can take advantage of with those higher? Well, higher I would cores love to. <laughs> Without <laughs> the right. salesman voice. <laughs> well, back back in the day, um, every processor only had a single core. Uh, and, and that was when they were battling for um, 
you know, uh, clock speeds, frequency, you know, who has the fastest frequency, you know, back in the day it, you were going in megahertz. Then it got up into gigahertz. Uh, AMD actually beat Intel to the one gigahertz speed. And that was like, that was big news because, you know, Intel and AMD have always been battling. Intel's always been the higher end. Uh, AMD, the lower end, they've kind of uh, met in the middle once in a while. And uh, AMD actually hit one gigahertz before Intel. It was awesome for AMD. I mean, it really boosted, uh, you know, their their name, their value. Uh, everything was, you know, the Haiti. That was that was one of the Hades for AMD. Intel has overtaken them again. Of course, they always have. They they have uh, just tons and tons of cash, as you can imagine. Once they realized that they couldn't get 10 gigahertz, 20 gigahertz, you know, they couldn't even hit four gigahertz at that point. They're like, well, let's 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 see what we could do. Can we do more work with the same clock speed? That's when they got into dual core, and it was like, oh, it's like the 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 clouds parted, the 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 the, the uh, sunbeams came down, flowers bloomed. It was amazing. All of a sudden, <laughs> all of a sudden, you could do so much more with it. You could have two. Well, I'm jumping ahead of myself. Intel did have uh, hyper threading before they went dual core, so you would still have the one core. But then you would have a virtual core. Basically, what it was was it it broke that single core into um, two virtual cores that could do two tasks on every clock cycle. Hmm. So uh, that you know that that was big news then. And then when they hit dual core, hyperthreading wasn't available at that point. So they're like, well, we're not getting that much better out of this, but. It was the future. You know, the future was all of a sudden now we have right. dual core with hyperthreading. Now we have four virtual cores. Hmm. So, and everything's just got better and better as it's gone on. Uh, Intel and AMD both have had eight core processors. I mean, if you go into their, um, you know, their their workstation, you know, like the Xeons and stuff, they're, they've been in 12 cores for a while. But that's, you're not getting that for the everyday consumer who's going to play games or do anything at home. That's for businesses. That's for you know, all that kind of stuff folding at right. home, maybe if you did want to do something like that. But now we have um, really, really efficient cores, four, six, eight cores mm -hmm. with uh, all those threads. And uh, that just makes it for multi-threaded stuff. I mean, for photographers and, you, uh, you know, programs like Photoshop or Lightroom, which will utilize all those cores. Uh, it, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be so much faster for updating for, you know, any little thing that you do to the image or video. If you're doing video like in Final Cut Pro or whatever else, uh, you right. know, you do it in. It, it's just going to be awesome. I mean, it's just it's very fast for that. The one thing that AMD is struggling with right now, and it might with future updates to the drivers, to, you know, that utilize the hardware better like uh, Windows you know, DirectX uh, 12 and stuff, it, once it utilizes the processors better, you know, the AMD processors, because they're so new, they, they everything's not utilized on them. Right. For gaming right now, unfortunately, because gaming does not use eight cores, 12 cores. A lot right. of games are, are down to just two cores. Some games will use four cores. So you want a high clock frequency on those cores alone. All these extra virtual cores aren't going to help you out at, at all. Now, with that being said, I am really excited for that Forbes article on uh, the Monster AMD. Uh, it is, it's kind of speculation right now. Nothing's been officially announced, but some of the insiders have caught word on this. A 16-core, 32-thread CPU. Uh, it's it's AMD Ryzen's highest you know, processor. They're saying that it could be $1,000 cheaper than the fastest Intel. So you're going to get 32 cores for uh, $1,000 cheaper than AMD's fastest. And, uh, is, is the use case for that going to be like server? Oh, no, no. Or? It's it's for playing uh, Facebook games. I mean, you really <laughs> you need and, that power. Yeah, exactly. It's for web browsing and basic email chat. Exactly. Yep, yep. And maybe once in a while you want to listen to an MP3. That, that takes a lot of power to, right. you know, uh, <laughs> to go through that. Um, it, it would have to be. I mean, there's nobody... There's no way anybody outside of the creative world would need something like that that I can fathom right now. I mean, uh, just mom and pa at home editing some video or some pictures is not going to need 32 cores to do that. No game will probably ever utilize 32 uh, cores. 
So yeah, you're going to see those professionals out there using it. And there's going to be some people that have the money that are just going to be like, I need this. Well, and that's that's the scary part when when you set a thousand dollars off, you know, it makes you <laughs> makes you think like, oh wait, yeah. it's un- I, at first I read it, I thought you said a thousand dollars or less. And then you said, I realized you're saying, no, $1,000 off, $1,000 cheaper than, than what Intel's doing. And I thought, man, what do these things cost? Well, the article, it does list, uh, I believe it said, yeah. Okay, here we go. Let's see. I it should looks have like, read yeah, it. Yeah, this is $1,000 less with the flagship SKU sitting around $1,000. Okay. Yeah. So the, the, the high-end AMD, it's a 10-core, $1,700 processor. Yeah. The high-end in, Intel. Yeah, the high-end Intel. Jeez. So it's 10, 10 cores, $1,700. So you're going to get 16 cores uh, for up to $1,000 less. So, I mean, that that's, that's great That's a news. lot of cores. It's a heck of a lot of cores. <laughs> okay. But I could, I could totally imagine, you know, somebody in a, that's doing a, like high-end architecture, you know, I don't know, uh, high-end music, you know, high-end anything – where they're doing it professionally. But you got to think even with the like 4K video and, and stuff like that, it's got to be able to help yeah. with that too. Yeah, I think it, it would be, I mean, I would love to have it, but. I tend yeah. to think more of like uh, virtual environments and, you know, with that many oh, yeah, you can um, run cores and of... threads, you know, think of like things like VMware or some kind of hypervisor where you're running multiple servers off of this thing. Or and think of all the if you had a few ones you could catch. Oh, so many oh, Pokemon yeah. guys. Catch them all. And so you guys can find this chip in the next iPhone 8. Uh, <laughs> is that what um, they're jumping right to is the iPhone 8? Oh, I have no idea. Oh, I thought you had uh, a scoop for us here. No, no, no. I'm just kidding, everybody. I'm oh. sorry. Um, speaking of uh, CPUs. Yeah, I um, love CPUs. Someone has created a PC building simulator game. Yeah, um, Dave, no, that was me. That? that was me. Yeah, I, I, I had seen <laughs> this, and I, I at first I kind of laughed, like, man, this, who would waste their time with something like this? And then I realized clearly that's me because through that whole whole <laughs> conversation about the the raisin. Yep. I was sitting there listening, trying to pick up a thing or two, and I, it was way over my head, I'll be honest. And so I was just kind of like, yep, I think I need to learn this PC building simulator game. It's it's nothing really fancy, and I, I guess um, they're talking about adding features. There's a little video about it. It looks as exciting as it sounds. Uh, the game is... <laughs> The game oh. is titled simply PC Building Simulator. I can't come to work today. I, I stayed up all night playing PC Builder Simulator. <laughs> right. I, I couldn't then, get my quad GPU set up to work. Yeah. The pins just well, wouldn't and, line up, guys. Yeah, and I, I have to I use an in-game purchase. Exactly. In-app purchases. Dang it. No, but I, I watched the yeah, I watched the uh, the little video they have about it, and yeah, I, I don't. I, I guess if that's your thing, I, you know, they're they're looking at it. I, I suppose more as an uh, instructional type of you know thing. It's not so much you're going to play it for fun. Although that was my thought at least until I read the part of the article that says that you know it won't present much of a challenge to experienced builders in its current state, like me. But yeah, but the developer <laughs> does say the purpose is is of the game is more to teach people about building PCs while they're having fun. And part of that is that they're planning to implement a career mode into the game, as well as a ton more features. And it just... <laughs> career mode. Yeah, it got okay. me thinking, like, uh, you know, don't don't they have that already? Adam, that's, that's what you do every day, right? That's your <laughs> c- career mode of PC building simulators. <laughs> Working in, in the IT field, I would think, but... I don't know how that. I, mean, I don't know what that would look like for a game where you're just slapping hardware into a case. Right, and I mean, watching the video lets you click on the areas with different connections and different mm-hmm. components, and that's yeah, all fine, Danny. And thankfully, it's um, available, I guess, through a pay what you want system. Hmm. So, I mean, for the most part, I think people would. You know, just if you want to even look at it, I haven't even looked at it other than just this article. But I, I, I watched the I'd... video. I thought it was pretty cool. Looking. Yeah, I, I saw the little video. It seems interesting as, a, as an educational tool. Yeah, I mean, I could see it in a classroom. You mm-hmm. know. Oh, definitely. In a learning environment, this would be right. great. I just, I guess, I don't, I, I don't quite understand why they'd want to add in things like a career mode. And I, I just picture them adding like a level RPG. Up. Yeah. Guys, I'm a level 22 master tech on PC simulator. <laughs> I know what I'm talking about. 
Yeah, exactly. I don't know why I made that sound a little bit like Trump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean. Well, the cool the cool thing here is if you want to go up to 16 gigs, but you only have eight and you have no more cash, you could do some in-game purchasing, <laughs> buy some in-game uh, cash to buy that RAM. Right. Uh, I guess, you know, if they were actually able to customize every part that you could put in there, if you were one of those people that are really going after the look when you're yeah. building a PC, because there's some people that have built some amazing looking machines. Oh, thank right. you. Um, I haven't met any of them yet, but I'm really looking forward to. Uh, <laughs> oh, I remember a Spider-Man case I built for kidding. Dave. It was pretty nice. Just yeah, kidding. I like. But that, that would be kind of cool to be able to simulate exactly the components. Like if you're building a PC, because there's so many different components. They have PCPartPicker.com where you can choose all your stuff and try to put a system together. But you know, if if you're looking for something specific as far as looks and making sure everything fits, you know, it'd be interesting to see um, if the simulator yeah. or something could do something like that. But well, you wonder how long it is until one of the big, you know, computer companies or parts companies or whatever it is snaps this up and says, "Yep, we're going to use this exactly for that." When people are ordering parts on their website or whatever it is, hey, here's what you're looking at. Check it all out through our simulator <laughs> first. Make sure everything's going to fit and do what you need it to, and then we'll ship the parts to you. That'd be awesome if it was like hackers and you're like oh 28.8 kbps modem <laughs> they should yeah. have a retro version yeah maybe career builder starts you off like in the 1980s they're yeah. working on tandy working hey, trying to i owned several machine. tandy computers all right well, tandys are dandy i loved uh i loved the tandy 1000 ex i had that when i was in college in 1990 it was an awesome machine nice hmm. yeah i, I don't nice. i remember the name but i don't think i have any experience it was radio with, shack's but... brand Oh, okay. Okay. Cool. Well, cool. You know, with since we're we're kind of on the topic of, you know, PC games and stuff, I had a question myself um because it's been a long time since I've actually owned one of these and kind of been thinking a little bit about it lately, but what do you guys have out there that you recommend as far as if you're going to get some sort of controller for gaming ooh, on your ooh, PC. Can I answer? Ooh, ooh, yeah, go for it, man. Yes, yeah, Adam. I'll talk first. No, <laughs> go ahead, Jason. <laughs> I, um, I, of course, I own an Xbox 360. And of course. What's amazing? Of course. I, mean, I, why wouldn't I, mean, I can't naturally. have a, I, I can't <laughs> have a one. <laughs> How did you guys not know that about me? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I love the Xbox 360 wired controller for the PC. It is amazing. You just plug it oh, in. I suppose. It's it's ready to go. It's all built into Windows. You don't have to install any drivers or anything. And I have not come across a single game that utilizes a controller that isn't auto-configured for the Xbox 360 controller. Oh, really? Now, the uh, Xbox One controller probably will work just as well, but it's way more expensive. You can buy, like, almost three Xbox 360 controllers for the cost of one Xbox so, One controller. So it's not really cost-efficient. So are you looking... How much are they? Yeah, that's gonna say. What are you looking at? Uh, it's like those? it's like seventy something dollars for the. Uh, um, no, for the three sixty. Oh well, if you get the first party um, brand new, I believe it's right around forty dollars. Hmm, okay. Um, wow. You could buy them used for around twenty, and then you can buy new third party ones between twenty and thirty. Hmm, no, I'm bad. seeing. I'm on GameStop right now, just for kicks. GameStop oh, are you trying X. to disprove me? Is that what you're saying? Oh no, this is a third party <laughs> though. It's a it's a twenty dollar. Brand exactly. New. That's exactly what I just said. So just to reiterate what you just said, I'm going to say it <laughs> from my perspective. Okay. Um, no, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> so I wonder if you could go in and, and get like a third party type of controller. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hook, line, and sinker. Oh, oh really? Going. You told me good. Now, yeah, well, good. do they offer a third-party controller? Or... And what is the price if they do? Has, anybody, uh, has anyone visited GameStop yet? Um, so <laughs> That's kind of cool, though. I never thought about using the actual console controller um, oh, as, a, it's as great. a controller. I'm I'm a keyboard and mouse kind of guy for my oh, games. Yeah. Right. However, like when it comes to emulation and stuff, I just bought a two pack of USB like SNES style controllers mm -hmm. for like sixteen bucks. Oh really? And um, that way I can kind of plug them in, and you can do you know two player emulation games if you that's cool. Decide you want. They to. work well. Yeah, they work just fine. They're and they're cheap, but um, so simple it's mm -hmm. you know is your a b x y buttons and i mean they almost look identical to an snes controller that's sure. pretty cool well like adam said there he's a, you know he's a mouse and keyboard type of guy um and the one place he does use a, a, a 
controller is, you know, for emulation, which right. you have to have. I mean, you can't use yeah. a keyboard or mouse. Yeah, try playing and, Punch Out on your keyboard. <laughs> right. I'd and I punch use, myself. You know, <laughs> for the majority of the games that I play on PC, mouse and keyboard work just fine. But when I get into like, I have the you know the WWE wrestling game. I have uh, the you know Basketball. the uh, NBA 2K16. You have to have a controller for those. So PC simulator builder. Yes, I don't know. I wonder. I would bet that would be keyboard and mouse for Adam. I would bet. Probably a point and clicker, much like yeah. Solitaire. No, and that's why I was thinking about it because I had seen a few different games. I was looking at a little bit that were more in the. I don't want to say necessarily sports, but some sports, some driving. You know, even. I mean, I don't even know if I'd look at it on the PC, but things like Grand Theft Auto type, you know, where you're you're doing a mix and things like that. And I just, I've always done most of my gaming on consoles. And then I went through a stage of, you know, a number of years there where I was playing the the MMOs online. And then uh, obviously I was using the mouse and keyboard. And and for things like that, uh, that's, that's the way to go. But I do, I'm just so used to a controller in my hand if I'm going to play something. And, And I think it's a lot because of the type of games I play mostly. If I if I'm gonna play, so I really like the idea of this Xbox 360 controller. I never, I honestly never thought of that. Uh, right. Do they make it? Do third parties make them? <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> hey, but since we're talking about uh, PC gaming <laughs> right now, jerk. you are. Yes, I've known this guy for a few decades. He's a total jerk <laughs> and a tool. Um, <laughs> but since we're talking about PC gaming here, um, yeah. I just have to say that right now is. The absolute heyday for PC gaming. I just got in the mail the new um, Game Informer magazine. You guys have all heard about this magazine, I'm sure. Is that like it's Nintendo actually, Power it, at all? Or? No. I don't <laughs> Isn't Game Informer from GameStop where you might be able yes. to find out about those controllers? Exactly. And it's Game Informer is actually uh, made and printed in Minnesota, if you guys didn't know. It's a local. Oh, have, really? Yeah, they talk a lot about Minnesota culture. And uh, <laughs> most of the uh, reviewers, they talk about, you know, the, the big Vikings fans. So it's kind of cool. Oh. You know, it's so not Dave, Informer from Snow back in the 90s. I don't know the words. No, we get back to what I was talking about. In that magazine, it was awesome because all of the games they were previewing for like uh, the upcoming E3 and stuff like that. In it, almost every single game where it lists uh, what system it's for, I'm not even kidding you. It says Xbox One comma ps4 comma pc right. the next game xbox one comma pc the next one ps4 comma pc so basically what it is is why would you buy an xbox or a, a playstation when you buy one system a high-end pc and play all those games that are on both systems yeah i was like i was looking at it and i'm used to it okay yeah. console 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 oh there's one pc console 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 oh there's another pc game Right. Now it's like every game they're bringing it out for the PC also. Sure. Well, I think you're always going to have those people that are dedicated to one system or another. Right. And you know, a high-end PC is a little more expensive than either console. But that's you can I was do that's so a good point. Yeah. You can browse the internet. It's great. <laughs> you can record a podcast. What's right. that? Uh, that's a thing where you take a peapod and you throw it. <laughs> is it is it attached to a fishing line? No. No. <laughs> Yeah, that would have been better. I should have said that. <laughs> oh, that's what I'm here for. Yeah. <laughs> I you, suck. Serious question about that. I mean, we're getting to the point where you know we're doing this show regularly, and and you're you know we're telling people about it, and friends and family, and people we meet, whatever. And have you had to try and explain to anyone what what a podcast is? I mean, it's it's kind of yeah. a weird thing to explain, and then I always just end up falling back on ah, oh, it's like a radio program, you know. Yeah, but yeah. it's just yeah. That's yeah, what it's, I. It's a it's it's a DVR'd radio broadcast. You can listen on the without go the broadcasting or the radio. Right. Yes, broadcast it on the radio. Right. By the way, I'm working with Sirius XM Radio to actually get us a channel. Oh, oh yeah. okay. Sure. I'm lying totally. Sure, totally. Hundred <laughs> percent. Totally. Another falsehoods. Yeah. <laughs> Say, have you guys ever heard of virtual photography? Uh, is that when you're pretending like you have a camera in your hand? Yep, like and you're, you're a just child. Like, you're, click, you're click, air click, clicking. smile. The Fisher yeah, Price can, cameras. You go up to a stranger, you say, Can you take a picture of me and my wife? And then just hand them the invisible camera. <laughs> no. <laughs> Trust me, this works. Yeah. That's it's a the brilliant new idea. Cam. <laughs> <laughs> 
no, no. This is a maybe, Dave. Maybe you want to take this one. Yeah, I I actually uh, was listening to a photography podcast recently that I'll I, I don't listen really? to all the time. Yeah, go figure, right? <laughs> this this is one that's uh, put out by B and H Photo uh, Photo Video. They're they're a huge camera store. One of the yep. big names. is that Beans and Ham? No, I forget what it stands for, but it's. But they're in New York City, and but they've Bacon got a, a and hollering. <laughs> yeah. Brooks and Hun. I don't know the country uh, group. Maybe Brooks and Dunn would that be? <laughs> but uh, you done made a joke. Now nah, I see. <laughs> now no, I've got to go look this up while you're talking. Go on. But yeah, I, I was listening to their their episode, and, and we'll link this up in the in the show notes because I thought it was kind of interesting, and I, I'm not quite sure where I fall on this because I am a photographer, of course, and really, it, basically what's going on is that these people are. It started out with games like uh, Grand Theft Auto and and World of Warcraft and some of these other games where they were using you know, screenshot features within their, their PCs to mm-hmm. basically capture photos of the nice landscapes and different things going on. And it's it's quickly getting much, much more complex. Um, there There's, you know, special software that's built in with the NVIDIA chipsets, I guess, that not every game can use. I forget the name of it. I only listened through the, the podcast the one time. But um, where it allows you to go in and adjust everything in the game, you know, move the environments around, um, you know, adjust all of, like, your camera settings quote unquote lens length um you know f-stops and shutter speeds and all can you do a a fish fish lens what do you call it lens yeah I, i don't know for sure but it sounds like you know these people are getting really really serious with this and they they talked about you know a number of different games and and that the podcast episode over there was was interesting because i think they had three or four different people that are all doing kind of different things in this space and you know they're they're taking this as a very serious art form and as a, as a literally photography and they're you know putting it up and selling prints and having gallery shows and it's all just basically at its at its basic level screen captures of some of the amazing graphics in these games and the in the universes that they're in um <laughs> It's it's nuts. It, Guys, check out this great shot I got. It took me all day to hike up to these mountains. Yeah, right? <laughs> I used to I used to do uh, virtual photography uh, back in the uh, early two uh, thousands. Yeah, um, yeah, it was on the N sixty four. It's called Pokemon Snap. What oh. you did is you had to go around in the game and actually take pictures of the Pokemon. Yep, that was great. I- I do. I never played it, but I remember there's been a couple games that have come out over the years that are that same kind of premise. Where well, there's a lot of them out of Japan, and some of them have you yeah. taken uh, pictures of uh, women in not such flattering poses. Right. right. Well, I know they or flattering. I guess I don't know. Yeah. I mean, the one game they mentioned, I think it was called The Hunt. It's a it's a hunting simulator game. You know, you're you're going to these. They've modeled the areas from, I want to say, some regions of like Africa for African safari hunting and some mountainous mm-hmm. region with big game, whatever else. And I guess that game has tools built in where some of your missions as you go through like the single player mode are to actually just go and photograph some of these kind of rare and, you know nearly extinct animals that you know instead of hunting them, your, your mission is to go out and get pictures of them. So you're and, shooting them either way. Yeah. Right, right. Only one. Well, I, there was a uh, hunting game that I had on the Nintendo Wii, and mm-hmm. I, I, for the life of me, I can't remember. It might have been called Big Game Hunter, actually. Could be, yeah. But you had some one. of your missions were actually just to get uh, yep. snapshots of uh, some of the animals. <laughs> right, and that's what they're saying with that game in particular was one that, um, you know, they talked about how these, these people will go in, and not even just the specific missions, but because they've done such a good job of modeling all the natural habitat, these people will go out in the game and they'll wait for the right lighting conditions and catch you know sunsets and sunrises and all these different weather conditions happening and i mean these people are taking it really seriously and like i said i don't know where i fall on that because on the one hand you'd have to think there might be some kind of issue with copyright you know um as far as in in regards to them creating these photographs virtually and then turning around and using them you know selling them or having gallery shows or whatever else 
you think the game developers might have something to say about that, basically, like, hmm. hey, you're profiting from our work. You think they're actually selling, like, prints? Well, from the sounds of the, the podcast, it sounds like some people, they're hosting gallery shows and, and things like that, which that's the point of a gallery show, typically, is to sell your work. Interesting. Um, and, you Interesting. know, have it viewed. So, yeah, I don't know. And it's a really gray area when you get into copyright and, you know, how much modification is enough. It's kind of similar <laughs> to sampling music you know yeah you know it's weird about i mean we have a couple topics here where it's instead of actually doing something physically you're doing it virtually right <laughs> are we getting to the point where we're just getting to and i don't want to call these people lazy because it takes skill to do that stuff and it, it is kind of it interesting does. and there are some beautiful games out there but right are we gonna at some point i'm gonna virtually have dinner now and then just right you know, <laughs> no way intravenous. Dude, I need that food there's no way i'm not eating a cheeseburger <laughs> all right but well, bucket, and, chick, bucket, chick, bucket, chick, bucket. I mean, I, I thought about that a little bit. And, and when I was listening to this, I was just coming home from about, mm, I don't know what I spent in the woods that morning, three, four hours hiking around in the snow and in the woods and taking pictures and, you know, big backpack full of gear and tripods and the whole, the whole nine yards shooting video for my YouTube channel, everything. I mean, I had tons of gear, putting in tons of effort just to get a couple photos that, you know, I, I felt proud of. And then I heard this and I was fascinated because I thought, you know, I could see on, on days when I can't get out shooting or weather's bad or, you know, it hurts your back or who knows what's going on when you can't get out and do what you really want to do. It could be fun just to mess around with some of this and, and bring <laughs> the photography knowledge I have into like composition and looking for lighting and stuff like that just to play around with it. But I, I can't see myself ever taking it seriously as far as like, look at my artwork, you know. Well, it seems look at a the screenshot weird. I took of somebody else's. Um, exactly. Rendering. I mean, and, and they talked about there's there's a couple of these. I, I'm not. I, I don't remember the names of the games um, that they they discussed. One was a some kind of racing driving game, One Drive or Drive Ten, or I forget what it was called, but. Hmm. Uh, Mario Kart. Um, no, it's something. <laughs> <laughs> something along I think it was the, the original lines. Donkey Kong. <laughs> right. You know, something along the lines of uh, like Gran Turismo. You remember back in the day how they render these cars beautifully? Oh, yeah. And, you know, people are talking about they, they've made these worlds wide open. And that's the kind of the key to it is you need to have games that not yeah. only have beautiful scenery, but they're kind of wide open. So you can go all over and explore and get these, mm -hmm. you know, compositions. But, you know, people doing this with car photos and, you know, street photography. They, they talked about Grand Theft Auto a lot because they'll go in, you know, and sit on a street corner. And because the game has such a, what would you call it? Like the people in the game just randomly do stuff you know that mm -hmm. you interact with and, and the people and you might see trevor walk up and you know puke in a, you know, <laughs> on the side of the road yeah right you know it it is interesting though i know i've been playing fallout 4 and i know i'm a yeah. year behind on this but i the the landscapes and stuff has seen a lot of them a lot of the right a lot of the game are kind of desolate but they're really beautiful at the same time um same with like skyrim and stuff there's right. there's a lot of cool looking stuff up there I mean, it could be really fun to, to play around with, I think, you know, for sure. Yeah. I, I, I'm looking I at it on that side of it, but... There's still something I kind of agree with you on that's like, well, I'm taking a screenshot of somebody else's art yeah. and calling it mine. You know what right. I mean? It's... There, like you said, there a lot of more, a lot more random and unique things can happen, you know, when they're using, yeah. um, you know, random numbers to generate you know actions of characters in the game yeah. and stuff like that you might you might end up with something unique because it wasn't specifically well, programmed but it's like the people who will go out too because this is i mean it's not games that they're doing but it's similar where people will go out and scour google uh street view google earth or whatever and they go down to street view and they'll just walk around cities and towns and everything else just to see what the google cameras have captured while they were documenting their you know stuff well, Sure. And, and there's some crazy stuff that these people will curate and put out there, but it's a it's a question of, okay, so is that artwork? Did you actually do anything or, you know, Google did all the work, you know, and you just took the time to search it out, which more power to you. But yeah, mm. it's one of those gray areas like, oh, do you call that artwork? Do you call it photography? What do you call it's, it? It's unique, but it's still a little bit weird to me. Yeah. I don't know. Well, you know what you could do, Dave? You know, you were talking about, you know, those days when like your, your back is hurting or you just can't get out to get those those pictures uh instead of doing something virtual like this what you could always do is just sit in your easy chair get your drone have that flying out there you know you scour and <laughs> yeah that drone you know, i have yeah that drone that you bought you <laughs> from your five thousand dollar bonus yeah, yeah right yeah yeah 
But that's a way to do it. It would still be your work, um, yeah. and you're still you know out there in the real world, not a virtual <laughs> right. world, taking wow. some uh, pictures. But yeah, and I mean it's I, I I mean unless physically I'm just unable to, or you know there's family stuff and and stuff like that where obviously you know life stuff and like that comes first, but. As long as I've got the time and I can physically, you know, get out there and do it, I can't see a day where I decide to stay inside and do any virtual photography over getting out there with a <laughs> camera in my game. hands. Yeah, right, it's, right. Well, And this is another thing is why would anybody purchase one of these pieces of art to yeah. hang on a wall? Now, I am a geek, and I, I do like a good, you know, uh, representation of one of my games as, like, uh, my wallpaper on my desktop. Right. You know, a really nice scene or something like that. But I'm not going to go and pay, you know, $5,000 for a framed picture to hang on mm-hmm. my wall of, you know, uh, of Zelda. You well, know, and it, even if it wasn't five thousand dollars, you know, w- would you pay forty bucks to get a print? Forty-five bucks, like <sighs> when, you know, we talked about last week that service um, with the posters displayed, and you but know, but that's so, actual art. That that's that not, is, yeah, that's yeah. actual art. But let's say you could buy it through somewhere like that at that price point, forty-five bucks, fifty bucks, and you're you're getting you know a moderately sized. Um, photo you know or, or yeah, i don't know i don't know how somebody would sell that stuff without licensing though yeah it's it's yeah. odd right i mean yeah. hey here's, um go ahead jason well i was gonna say dave here's the here's the only way i would actually purchase something like that if yeah. say now you know the game arc survival evolved yeah. um that that's a beautiful game has yep. like a far cry 4 graphics it's it's a beautiful game uh islands you know the scenery is really good say i built this this awesome settlement this awesome castle or something mm-hmm. on the side of a cliff with you know maybe a sunset coming down and it you know, it just it looks uh, majestic right I did the work to build that. I want to capture that in an image and maybe hang that on the wall. Sure. And well, it could be a conversation a piece. Somebody will be like, hey, that's a that's a pretty cool castle up there. Yep, I built that. Right. It took right. me weeks, but I built that thing in game, and there, there it is right there. I could right. see doing that. Sure. But yep. just somebody taking a picture of uh, Mario jumping on a mushroom. No. Well, and it, yeah, and it doesn't it. sound like that's the kind of stuff they're doing. I know, right? I'm being a little facetious there. Yeah, but I mean, when you think about it, would you ever I mean, we all we all have limited time to game anymore, you know, as you get older and then you get responsibilities and family, you know, so we get that. Would you sit down, let's say at no. Fallout 4 and and spend <laughs> your time wandering around just looking for photo opportunities, a screenshot rather no, than no, actually playing the not. game? I mean, I can't imagine that either. I got I got I, better things to do with my life yeah uh, right that that single guy living <laughs> in his parents basement that's a virgin he probably has time to do that yeah so, <laughs> so no not me <laughs> how, many, how many of your prints have you sold uh <laughs> so jai uh, okay b and h photo 1973 opened up their storefront name it's named after it's the initials of the owner um blimey schreiber and her husband herman B and H okay. photo. Did you literally just say blimey? Blimey. So, um, Dave, we talked about Google. Australia? And, yeah, we talked so. about Google and photos earlier. Yeah. Um, there is something going on that is new from Google on JPEG compression, since we're kind of on photo topics plus Google. Right, right. This is interesting. Um, I don't know how to pronounce it. It's, how would you A say? A JPEG. No, G-U-E-T. <laughs> Z L I Getzli Gutzli. I don't know. Say that again. G U E T. I'd say Getzli. Z L I Getzli. We'll go with Getzli. Yeah, we'll go with that. Um, it, it's a new. Uh, they're looking at a new JPEG encoder, which is, uh, from what I saw on it, it's going to um, essentially make the the images. The file size is about. They're saying thirty five percent smaller, but actually retaining more image quality than standard JPEGs. Blimey, that's great! (laughs) (laughs) And you know, it is actually pretty cool. And what they're saying is, it's it's um, how how would you say it? It's it's going to really help. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it means well, cookie in Swiss German. Right, cookie. so let's just call it cookie. Das ist gut, Gitzli. Yeah. So, but they're saying it. It could be really good for photographers when you've sure. got you know image heavy websites where you're trying to load a lot of information because it's going to allow the the pages to load faster, use less data, and everything else. And they go over, I guess, and and I haven't read this in detail, but the 
um, you know, how they achieve this and, and what they're actually doing in, in Google's press release, mm-hmm. which you can find in the, the article. We'll link up in the show here for F stoppers. But um, well, I'm looking just at kind it of right an interesting now. Thought. Yeah, there's it's the general concept is that the algorithm reduces large amounts of disordered data, yep. which is hard to compress, and puts it into ordered data, which is easier to compress. Yeah. And then there's also a degree of blurring of pixels that are close in appearance. So they're kind of, if it's blurrable, we're going to blur it. And that, that's, right. you know, in some of those spots where you wouldn't notice, yep. it kind of seems. Uh, that's pretty interesting. Uh, but it, the, the only snag here, it says, is the speed of the compression. But by their own admission, Google believes the slower compression is a worthy trade-off. Yep. Interesting if that'll end up um, showing so, up in like Photoshop and everything. Well, that's what I was going to ask. Because, I mean, if I'm understanding this right, that's where that's going to come in. Say I'm in Lightroom or Photoshop, I'm going to save my files out. Um, I'm going to have to choose this as an option to say, yep, I don't want a standard JPEG. I want a cookie JPEG in Swiss German, please. <laughs> <Okay>. Yeah, Swiss <laughs> German cookie JPEG. Well, I think that the nice thing is if you can avoid the loss of quality, which um, back when I did freelance web design and things like right. that, when we were trying to make sure a page was under 50K for load time, Keeping yeah. in mind, back in the day, you know, when half the people had dial-up, you wanted to make your page load fast. Sure. You had to compress your JPEGs. and to You had to find that sweet spot where it still looked like you wanted but was also compressed enough. Right. Um, but you would, you would have to make some concessions to having some loss of quality and a lot of pixeliza- uh, pixelization. Right. Now with current broadband speeds and stuff, not so mm-hmm. much. More people are just throwing huge nasty files out there well i used to do all mine in raw so (laughs) yeah Yeah. it's the best it's the best (laughs) option well you know it's kind of interesting there's there's for those that don't know about how compression works i mean there's depending on the file type if you take a tiff for image for instance Mm -hmm. oh a um, tiff who (laughs) tiffany tiffany amber Thiessen. yeah yeah if you take uh or Jesse Spano or whoever. <laughs> TIFF, image, TIFF image is used a lot for like documents and things like that and like document imaging or, you know, just regular images. But they have what's right. called LZW compression where any any kind of common areas are, are kind of deduplicated, you know, so you don't lose any quality, but you can still really reduce the size of the file. Right. So there's there's a whole lot of science behind it. It's kind of nice to see the possibility of, I mean, JPEG is probably our most common image format that you see. Yep. Yeah. It's kind of nice to see that we can reduce the size and not lose so much quality. Right. So and, I'd be excited to see this happen. Yeah, I, I think, you know, from everything I'm seeing, it's a it's a win-win. Um, they're saying that it, it could be the, the mobile phone industry, actually, uh, out of everyone that's going to help drive this forward a little more because it's going to help space, you know, needs on phones and lets you store more and all of that. So we'll see mm-hmm. what happens, but I, I thought it was just kind of interesting, um, you know, not just in the photography realm, but just what it's going to mean for general web browsing, no matter what your website is, you know, when you've got heavy images or video and because they're talking about, you know, figuring out ways to apply this to to video rendering as well. So mm-hmm. you think about with, you know, 4K video and up, you know, now it's it's getting more and more. It takes a lot of juice to be able to. Yeah. Render that That's why stream it, and I like to edit everything down to that VGA size. <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna say, if I take a snapshot in VGA, how small would that file be? <laughs> <laughs> I get the I get the best uh, capture when I'm in game right. to the VGA kind of a. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Hey, we've we've been doing a lot of talk about games here today. Can I tell you about a game that I actually just started playing? Uh, Probably was about four or five days ago, and I am completely addicted to it. I bet I know what it is. What is it? It's called One Two Switch. Bang finger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Hey, but my bro did. My bro did get the uh, the new Zelda Breath of the Wild for his Wii U. Oh yeah. He's been so addicted to it. I, I guess it's I've heard fantastic. It's good, yeah. Yeah. I mean, as long as you don't get it on the Switch to where it glitches constantly, but the right. Wii U version's perfect. Yeah, the Nintendo glitch. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. See what we did like, there, Nintendo. Copy yeah, yeah. Like that. Suit. But no, the game, <laughs> the game that I'm loving it. I'm playing it on my iPad Mini, but it's the um, the Walking Dead, um, uh, Dead Man's something or other. But it's it's Loved just it that much. Did you? <laughs> I, I've been playing so it. So I, don't I don't look at the title. The I just play it. Right. But it, it plays just like the um, like the Fire Emblem. It's the strategy. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, and you give your guys different weapons, and you 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 going through on different missions and stuff and you have to take out the zombies and you know move in the different areas you have so many different moves per uh round it's it's really cool Hmm. and uh yeah i'm kind of 
kind of digging i kind of addicted to it actually I, i've been playing Sweet. it every day and you know how much i love walking dead so you know it just feeds yeah. right into that but uh, <laughs> check it out i know you both of you guys got is uh ios devices isos yeah, yeah but I won't speaking know of uh taking pictures <laughs> yeah I, I won't know what's going on because <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> i have a photography <laughs> word yeah photography joke yeah, yeah. Uh, I, speaking of ios devices yeah um siri has there's something going around Disclaimer, oh, don't do this. No, they're calling it the 108 prank where people are trying to tell people, you know, enable Siri and ask Siri and just say 108 to Siri. And what it does is it's a code that will automatically dial whatever your country's emergency services number is. So like 911? Or... Yep. Okay. And so people are accidentally calling 911 or in, in England it's 999. And oh, boy. I think 108 is what it is in India. So they're... People are tricking, trying to trick each other into dialing 108. Don't do it. Oh, it's just stupid. It is yeah. just, just absolutely lame. Wow. Like, man. Well, I know what I'm going to make people do today. Ha <laughs> ha, you dialed 911. It's like, it's uh, like it's kind of old, illegal. But. It's, yeah, it's like the old uh, prank where you know you used to make a circle with your thumb and finger and hold it down below your waist and try and get someone to look at it. And if they yeah, you used it, to do that, Dave. You punch them in the arm or whatever. And- <laughs> It's, it's that kind of a same <laughs> stupid prank. <laughs> hey, well, as Flavor Flav and Chuck D used to say, 911's a joke. A joke. Huh. A Who joke. said that? Uh, Flavor Flav and <laughs> Chuck D. Everyone that you, everyone you look up to. I, th- I didn't know who you said. I thought you oh. were. <laughs> I was waiting for the rest Not of dial it. Not down 911. What do I dial? What did I dial again? Not down 911 a long time ago. Yeah. Uh. I, Jason, you remember uh, my my uh, <laughs> nine nine nine. <laughs> that, that I'm German. Of, nine nine. <laughs> Did no, you guys you ever? <laughs> Sorry. Okay, Dave, you finish your thought. No, I, I was just gonna say. Do you remember that that apartment I lived in? My first apartment I had by myself. Um, up in uh, up in Hibbing here. I was we were alone. hanging out. Up in, by in, where was it called? Birch Court, up on that little uh, one-bedroom apartment. But yeah, anyways, I think so. I think so. I, I remember that the phone I had. There was, you know, we had. Our, oh yes, our of course. Phones. I that, remember your phone. No, you probably do. It was this big thing because I didn't have much money. I was a broke, you know, just out of college type situation because I dropped out. But um, <laughs> anyways, I, I had this phone that I got kind of hand me down, and it was made for like sight impaired people and so the buttons were enormous um each one was probably the size of a full domino but there was a big emergency yeah there was it was huge you don't remember this (laughs) phone phone? it it literally was probably i don't know 10 inches wide by 12 inches tall it's huge it would sit up on the wall and it had a big (laughs) sit on the wall yeah it hung on the wall i just i I propped it up underneath my uh doorknob so people couldn't get into my room just about (laughs) i mean it was huge but it had a, a button on it for uh emergency to automatically program to dial 911 i honestly don't remember this you don't thing. remember that no oh, okay. well that phone used to sit on the wall next to my computer and i remember sitting there sit that on one the night. wall next yeah. to the computer <laughs> it was i used I to my, prop my bed up with it <laughs> i had my little office there i was proud of it you know i was Jeez. all of 19 20 years old and I hung this phone up. Did I know you when you were 19 or 20? Yeah, yeah. We used to hang out there. I think I know what kind of phone you're talking about. I yeah, think, it was I a... think my grandparents had that yep, phone. Yep, that's exactly what Are it was. Are we talking cell phone or... No, no, no. Like Home a phone. landline on the oh. wall. Yeah, like a big... Remember know, those? For elderly, yeah. Going way back in the tech world for was you. Was or wireless? I had to eventually... Uh, <laughs> I had to get rid of the phone eventually because I kept I when I so. <laughs> when I hung it up though. Anytime I talk on it, whenever I'd hang it up, the handset and the way my hand was, or I don't know what kept happening, but I kept hitting that emergency dial, and <laughs> I'd be sitting there, and a half hour later, twenty minutes later, the police would show up at my door. <laughs> And it, this happened like three or four times, and I'm oh, like, they were I don't piss too. Oh yeah, they? and they, uh, they're like, "What are you doing?" I mean, it wasn't all in one night. I mean, it was over a period of months. But <laughs> this is the eighth time we've been over here, Mister Swan. Yeah, what are you doing? And I'm like, I don't know. Come look at this. I don't know how it's happening. And that's all we could figure out was that something was either haywire and the wiring in there. I don't know, but it kept calling nine one one. And thankfully, I knew a few people on the police force here in Hibbing, but. Personally, because like, he had like eight drunken disorderlies. That no, week. no, but I've never. <laughs> the only thing I've even been pulled over for is for going too slow. So <laughs> it, uh, I, I don't have a history. But 
Yeah, I've, I've got experience, though, with the calling 911 on accident. It's not fun. <laughs> Have either of you ever watched the IT crowd? Uh, just a little. It's a, it's a, a British TV comedy show? show. Yeah, it's on yeah. Netflix. It's actually really funny. Um, but in, in one of the episodes, they, they changed the uh, the British uh, emergency services from 999 to a 011 uh, 888 They had like this whole like song, like, hey, here's how you can remember this. I, <laughs> I thought it was funny. You should probably check it out. Yeah, we'll, well take sing me the song. All right. Here yeah. we go. No, I, I'd have to look, you can look it up on YouTube, but it's pretty funny. <laughs> well, one question going back to Siri and this prank that people are doing that, like you said, we do not encourage that, but 108. Is is that number just because that's what it stands for? You said in India, or does one hundred eight stand for something in like the you know police or, or paramedic you know field firefighters where that's that's a code for something in now, that I, field maybe? I, I think according to the article, while the dial code will appear fairly innocuous to most global iPhone users, right. one hundred eight is India's version of nine 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 in the UK or nine one one in the US. Okay. As with many smartphones. Dialing any international emergency services number will redirect the call to the equivalent service in the user's current region. Sure. So it's like if somebody from India only knew their their number and they came right. here and said and dialed one hundred eight, it it's would redirect them to nine one one. Okay. Well, and you see, hmm. yeah, that's 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 interesting. I, I don't know what what's wrong with some some of these people that are. Taint a good idea. Yeah, it's it doesn't seem. I mean, what possibly good can come from it? I mean. Other Nothing. than wasting People resources, yeah. Dumb. Yep. Well, you see now, speaking of Siri, that she may have a little competition heating up. Oh. Because our favorite co-host, Alexa, <laughs> she is, is awesome. she is set to come uh, be introduced into the Amazon mobile app, from uh, what I understand. And I don't know if, if it's out yet or if it's coming very soon. But, but only in the Amazon app? Because then aren't you using well, it to shop? Well, I don't know because I've seen some write-ups and I think there's people that are testing it right now and seen some write-ups of people talking about it saying that Alexa is coming to the mobile app, but it will do everything Alexa does. So not just Amazon shopping. You can use her just like you would Siri or just like you would your Amazon Echo or any of that. Alexa, destroy my enemies. Right, and then you hear the two Siri and, and Alexa fighting it out there, and <laughs> you know. But I, I thought that was interesting. I wonder, huh. you know, I, I know they brought it in there. You know, Amazon's bringing it in via their app. Sure, but you, you gotta wonder what Apple's gonna, what their response is gonna be. You yeah. know, because this is you know the direct competitor, and and they found a way through the loophole with the app. I'm guessing, and you know if if Alexa takes over as you know they they say that Alexa does a much better job on you know the people I, I've seen that have talked about this online that she's doing a much better job than Siri does with any of those functions. Interesting. So, well, I, be- I don't know if I mean because Siri you can use from your phone being in the off state or right. you know um you know you're at your black screen you can yeah. press and hold the button. I don't know if they would ever allow something else to replace that. Right. And I, on the same vein here, does anybody actually using Cortana in Windows 10? I don't. I don't either. I don't either. I forget it's even there. I think I turned it off. Can you turn it off even? Maybe I don't know. Yeah, I think you can. I thought Probably. I turned it off on here because yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't use Siri either. I've got Siri turned off on my phone. Um, I, I rarely just, use it. Yeah, I'll use the speech to text, you know, feature where you just talk and it doesn't. Gives you a ton of interesting autocorrects and sure. you know, that kind of thing, but yeah, I just don't use Siri for anything. So well, it'll be interesting to see what happens with the uh, the whole digital assistant right. game because Alexa. I mean, as now that more and more people are using it in their homes, yeah, you know, it's going to be a lot easier to transition. Unless awesome uh, Apple music. decides to offer some home automation stuff with Siri also. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, that's um, interesting because now that you say that, uh, it got me thinking, and maybe I'm just pulling a bonehead move here, but, <laughs> you know, Amazon has Classic their, Dave. It, <laughs> that's right. It, it, it is. It, Amazon's got, what is it, the Echo or the Dot or Echo Dot? I, what, what yeah, is the, it? it's the Echo. Echo. And, then, and then the smaller versions is the Echo Dot. Okay, and then Google's got their, what do they call their home assistant? I, I think it's just called uh, Google. 
Actually, yeah, you know, they, just kind of say their, "Okay, Google," and it'll yeah, they just—they've got their little device. I don't know if they had a name for it, but does a- Apple doesn't have a device like that, do they? Other well, than no. the iPhone or tablet. No, that's what I mean. They are they. You think they'll go into that market, or right. have they ever talked about it? Yeah, that that that'd be. You think that you know, especially if Amazon's going to fire shots and and do something like this right on their own phones and, and tablets that they'd be looking at possibly firing back saying, well, that's fine. We're going to now, you know, try and one up the echo. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, think about it. I mean, Apple makes things a lot simpler. Right. In many cases. Um, I used to, we used to have a, uh, an Apple, uh, Wi-Fi access point back in the band days because we needed something to help run our mixer. And that one just worked so much more, just really solid. There's no configuration you had to do. Um, I mean, they, they, gear a lot of their stuff towards simplification and automation right. and things like that. It'd be interesting to see. Yeah. Hey, guys. Dialing 999 won't get you the emergency services. And that's not the only thing that's changing. Nicer ambulances, faster response times, and better-looking drivers mean they're not just the emergency services, they're your emergency services. So, remember the new number. Seven two five three. Awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> well, guys, um, I know we're getting close on time here. What uh, what else do we have before we start wrapping it up? Well, I had one more thing I wanted to share. Um, kind of the cool site of the Aww. podcast. <laughs> oh. It's twins, isn't it? I just I want to share no, with you wrong. guys. Um... <laughs> heart to heart, my BFFs. Um, <laughs> no, there's a site called uh, JustGetFlux.com. Oh, hey, so we're talking hey, about hey, hey, this hey. is a family friendly show. <laughs> hey, you um, go get fluxed. So Flux or F Lux is a small free program that um, it adjusts the color temperature of your monitor based on the time of day, and so kind of the the science behind it is that, you know, it's going to help with your being able to go to sleep after using your computer because it's instead of that, that bright blue computer display light, mm-hmm. you know, with the time of day, it's kind of, it's trying to uh, make your computer screen look like the room that you're in as far as the lighting. So when the sun sets, it makes your computer look like your indoor lights. And in the morning, it makes things look like the sunlight again. So mm-hmm. um, you just kind of have to tell it where you live and it knows, you know, it, 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 calculates what the color temperature should be and i've actually noticed a nice difference for myself on eye strain because i've got this running on one of my computers on my laptop mm-hmm. and when i shut it off it's like ouch just a blinding difference between um having it on or off just because when the sun is set it it, it kind of like the uh, night shift function on your if you have the iphone right and you swipe up there's a uh, night shift on or off it changes right. the color temperature for your eye strain so this is just a free that program either. that um, a lot of people, like when I was on Reddit, that were reviewing it, really, really liked it. And so I figured I'd try it out. And the disclaimer, Dave's not going to use it. And most photographers or graphic artists that have calibrated right. monitors, not a good idea because it does mess with things. Well, so. and I, I'd be interested. I might have to try this like on my phone because I will lay in bed and, you know, as, as far as uh, the iPhone and, you know, the night watch or whatever, because I will lay in and usually I get whatever because I post to Instagram daily. And so I'll get whatever photos I'm looking to put up over the next couple of days. I'll take care of getting those all prepped and ready to go to Instagram and do that while I'm laying in bed and then I go to bed. But I'd be interested. I should try it and see because I know they say it really helps your, your sleep as well. Right. Yeah, there's you some know. science that says blue light affects sleep mm-hmm. and it kind of tells your body to stay awake. Right. And so by removing that and changing it around, it's supposed to help you. Yeah, with that I, stuff. I might have to try that out. But yeah, I my biggest issue is obviously on my main machine, I'm not going to, with my right. photo editing stuff, but you get kind of, I've been doing it for so long and looking at these, you know, color correct calibrated screens that I have a hard time looking at stuff when it, like we talked about, was it last week or the week before, episode before, where there's the gross yellow light oh, yeah, <laughs> in the yeah. living room. Yeah. Yep. You're and, really you're really gonna notice it too, because when you first turn yeah. it on, it looks really kind of orange, and you're like, "What right. is going on?" But as you use it for a couple of days, like, and it's sure. because it does, it'll actually adjust it slowly. So if you're on your computer while the sun's setting, it's gonna slowly adjust. So um, you, you don't really notice it. It's it's pretty cool though. How would it work during, like, say, your office day? During the daytime, it's gonna yeah. have. 
just going to be. It, it might be your it might blue. be your blue your straight blue light. You know, kind of. I just I wonder eye strain wise if it if it would make sense to to kind of make this thing you know adjust that color temperature just to help with the eye strain midday like that even. It might. I I have you know I haven't I, because I only have this on my home computers and I'm on my work right. computer all day long. I, I don't know. Right. Um. You know, that being said, like I I disable this thing if I'm going to play games or anything like that because I want to get take full advantage of my nice bright right. colored monitor so is it uh easy to install and everything oh yeah it's super easy it's uh this is open source stuff um okay or maybe well, maybe it's not technically open source but it is free let me look here hey uh, why are you looking at you guys know uh there's actually one person that actually has the least eye strain ever do you know who that is no dr manhattan <laughs> I'm serious, man. Okay. No eye strain at all. Well, that's oh, good. <laughs> I, um, I don't know that comic. I'm sorry. <laughs> Dave, do you know what I'm talking about? I, I think so. He's he's uh, he's the guy about, that's the just he's blue light. Yeah. 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 He's in the watch. Didn't he used to yeah. stand around at Walmart or at Kmart when there was a sale? Yeah. Yeah. Specials. <laughs> Not to be confused with his sibling, you know, the red light that Roxanne knows all about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow, we're full oh, of them just, tonight. Just lame. But yeah, yeah, you know, now that I'm looking at the site, I don't think this is open source, but it is free. It's free. And, and then um, you straight up lied then. If yeah, you're pretty much <laughs> the worst source of information, don't hey, trust anything did, we say. <laughs> right. Well, how did you put it the other week, Jason, that it's a bald faced lie? Yeah, a bald face <laughs> lie. Is that uh, a shot at me for being a middle-aged balding man? You know, oh, yeah. with pursed lips. Yeah, no. Oh, <laughs> so, so guys, with this one quick question for you about about this this flux or, or flux thing that you're talking about. When you go to switch it on and off, are you launching a in a new app or is it just like in your system tray? You can yeah, just toggle it. The, the program runs in your tray once you start it. Um, and it'll automatically start when your computer starts, and it'll right. automatically turn itself on and load. So I got right. really used to it on my on my desktop computer upstairs, or on my laptop upstairs, mm-hmm. and my my machine that I'm on now, like for the podcast and for gaming and any kind of graphic stuff, I have it disabled just full time now because I'm sure. finding myself turning it off every time. Right. But uh, yeah, it, it's it's real easy. Easy. It's a small download, um, hmm. and you might find yourself sleeping a little better. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I'll have to try it out with just the built-in stuff on the iPhone and, and give that a test and see if I can right. force myself through looking at wonky colors that I'm not used to. <laughs> he said wonky. Wonky. Wonkmaster wonk 2000. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, it's kind of that time. Um, where oh, yeah. can we find us on the worldwide interwebs? All right. Oh. I'd, I'd say probably the best place to find us is our new website. What do you guys think? That's the I, best place. Oh, I yeah, would agree w- wholeheartedly. Yes, uh, com. You can uh, download our episodes from there, stream them if you don't want to download them. Uh, we have a link on there, a little badge. You click on it to go to iTunes. You can get them there if you want. While you're there, why don't you go ahead and subscribe to our podcast. Uh, leave us some feedback. Leave us a rating. Let us know how we're doing. We'd love right. to hear from you. Uh, we have, uh, of course, our Facebook page, Uh easy everybody has a facebook page my cat has a facebook page <laughs> it's uh www.facebook.com forward slash digital soup podcast right. or you could do one of those little tweety tweets to us um at the digital soup yeah Absolutely. and uh where can we reach you at dave if somebody just wanted to talk to dave how would they do that well they can find me just at my website at davidswyduck.com and that's got links to everything from it's my main photo website along with email, um, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, all of that for my photography work. So feel free to jump over there, take a look at that, give me a, a shout anytime you want. Definitely do it. Mm-hmm. You can find me on Twitter at Starfield Escape. Right. You well, guys, escaped yet from that? No, still, <laughs> it's a big star a field. <laughs> there's a black hole. There's that's, a gravitational pull. It's a it's a struggle. It's a thing. Oh, it I, like I it's wanted to say I, I was kind of excited. I I saw that Starfield Escape finally followed me on Twitter, so I was pretty <laughs> oh, excited the other day. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> that was hopefully, awesome. <laughs> hopefully, Starfield Escape is following uh, the digital soup. Aren't they? I oh, hope yeah. so. Ah, nice. Yep. He, she, or it is. <laughs> Where can we find you? 
online? Well, the only thing, the only presence I have on the internet is www.youtube.com forward slash game guru. You can check out about 10 videos I have, all game related. And that's about it. Nice. Nice. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. And guys, I want to throw something out there. We'll tease as maybe a topic for a bigger show, but we talked just now about all of our Twitter, Facebook, everything else. I would like to know and, and hear a discussion between not just the two of you, but from our listeners also, what is your preferred social media network? Do you prefer Twitter, Facebook, Instagram? What is your thing and why? What, you know, what does it for you with that specific channel of social media? I mean, I can't I, wait to talk about MySpace. Yeah. Yeah. MySpace. Awesome. Well, I got my Blackberry. Can I That's do right. Blackberry messaging? <laughs> Save it for the, the next show. We'll, we'll talk about it in, a, in an upcoming Perfect. episode. But um, before we go, we've always got the customary joke, riddle, saying, whatever it is. And I do have a bit of a riddle for you guys this week. Um, I don't know if you guys are going to get this one right off the bat. So, I definitely won't. I'm an idiot. <laughs> well, you said it, not me. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm the dumb one, remember? <laughs> nice 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 so the riddle this week uh for you guys to to think about is you may enter but you may not come in i have space but no room i have keys but open no lock what am i oh man you want to hear it once more a vampire janitor. <laughs> Not a very good one. What'd you go to school for? <laughs> Which part? Okay, so... You're, you're <laughs> vampire janitor, that's brilliant. I like it. I think, I think we should leave this one up to the listeners. That's Definitely, because I have no that. idea. Maybe somebody smarter than me can tell me. So why don't you repeat it one more time, and then we'll yep. maybe uh, you guys can leave us a, a message on either one of our social media accounts and tell us what. And you think don't forget, is. you can also record yourself saying the answer with your name and any other comments, and email it over to Jason at is it the Digital Soup Podcast? Nope, or? nope. Digital, Digital Soup, Soup Podcast. Podcast. That's right. That's and we'll right. play. We'll play the winning number, the first one that has the winning answer. Yep, we'll play it right we'll on the air it. too. If if you decide to do that. So, hey Dave, he, before you start Adam, could right. you play a little bed for the this real fast while he does it? Okay, I'll see what I can come up with. All right. Oh yeah. Mm. Okay, guys, the riddle for today <laughs> is you may enter, but you may not come in. I have space, but no room. I have keys, but open no lock. What am I? This sounded really new age as I played this. Game. I actually liked it. That was pretty nice. <laughs> pretty all right, smooth. All right. All right. So leave us your answer, guys. Leave us your answer. That's yep. right. That's Definitely right. record it and send it to Jason at digitalsuitpodcast.com. We would love to play it. Yeah, that'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. Even if it's wrong. Yes, <laughs> especially if it's and then wrong. we will Wait, we'll play. We will if, publicly if, ridicule and shame you. If five hundred yeah, nice. people respond with a with an audio answer, we will play all of them on a special broadcast. <laughs> it's going to be one show of people just telling us to in twenty in twenty seven speed time. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, that'll about do it. Send us your guesses and your answers to the riddles, or the riddle, I should say, and. Um, we don't have anything else i just want to say thanks again everyone for joining us this week and we'll catch you right here next week at the digital soup podcast take care guys and we'll talk to you then so good see you guys after a while crocodile <laughs>